Attention Scoop Believers, join me live on Facebook and YouTube for a talk on getting across the start line. The five problems that we face as new entrepreneurs and what to do about them. Go to linktr.ee backslash djskoob and follow me on Facebook and YouTube so you don't miss out on my first speaking live on Tuesday, January 16th at 4 p.m. Central. Hope to see you there. <laughs> this is an Undiscovered Legacy production. To the Undiscovered Entrepreneur, the podcast where brand new entrepreneurs come to life and could quite possibly be discovered. Join me, DJ Scoob, and the rest of the Scoob Believers as we help these new businesses become a reality. And now, away we go! We now join DJ Scoob and the coaching of Lori Davenport, already in progress. So, I'm just kind of going to, can you give me a little bit of breakdown of exactly what you do? I know you do help people with elevator pitches and that kind of thing, but can you give me a little more of a breakdown of what you actually do? Yeah, so I'm just getting started, but I use the Gallup Clifton Strengths Assessment to help people with their elevator pitch. So... There's no rules in saying that you can't bring that report with you to your interview. So you can have something that's tangible to hold on to and have like notes to help you walk through it, especially for those that are very timid and really don't know how to talk about themselves without talking about their family, their culture. You know, it's just a way for them to say, this is what I do and this is how I do it 100% of the time. Right. And it's so it's empowering for them and so they can believe in themselves and um, have a way of saying, this is what I don't do and this is what I can do. And this is how I do it. Yeah. So um, so you give them that tool. Yes. So okay. basically you go through and are you familiar at all with the Gallup Clifton Strengths Report? That was actually going to go ahead and be my next question. But I mean, you know. Okay. So it's along the lines of a personality test. I don't know if you've heard of Colby or anything like that. Um, but um, basically, you take a test of about 100 and some questions. Ooh. And um, it, while it sounds like a lot, there's there's no right or wrong answers. So you just go with your first gut, you know, instinct on on the answers. So if you you're very like that or you're not so like that or somewhere in the middle. And so then that basically produces a report of 34 strengths. And it's always the same 34. It's just in a different order. It's whatever it is that energizes you. Mm -hmm. And um, that would end up in like, say, your top 10. But then whatever de-energizes you would be in your bottom five. So like I'm one that doesn't like to have consensus. You know, I don't, I don't have to make, you know, the boat not rock. I like to rock the boat. So, um, so to speak. So 
And then once you get your top 10, it breaks down the strengths into themes. But Mm -hmm. I like to call them domains based on how I've learned it. And so somebody who's executing it, who loves to do things the right way. Somebody who's strategic thinking, uh, loves to think, create, and or learn. They don't necessarily do all of those, but they do some combination thereof. Um, Somebody who's a relationship builder would be one that loves to connect with the right people. And then it's somebody who's an influencer would love to move people forward. So that way you can say, I love to do everything in a way that honors my desire to move people forward, do things the right way, think, create, and or learn. So if somebody has um, strengths in that top 10, if they have three or more, that's ones that they they have to honor the desire for. Okay. And then they can use that. Um, and then all the descriptions of the of those strengths uh, to show how it is that they do it. So, like for me, I would say, and how I do that is, I stick to my core values and love to look at things in the future. I love to um, make sure things get done. You know, I have a great stamina and I work hard, you know, to achieve goals because I love taking satisfaction and being busy and productive. Right. And, you know, turn thoughts into action. I loved the process of learning rather than the outcome and take psychological responsibility of what I say I'm going to do. And I'm guided by my inner compass and do everything with, with contagious enthusiasm. So... I like to measure my progress against the, you know, the performance of others. But um, it's while I strive to win first place, I'm not cutthroat. My positivity won't let me. So, and then I'm fascinated by ideas. So I like to put things that seemingly don't come go together, like disparate phenomena, just to put it in fancy words, you know, and then think outside of the box in order to make something good even better. So that that would be kind of the elevator pitch that I could put together for somebody. That's just my report. So. so that's that that whole thing you just said that that's yours, right? That's what yep. you came up with with that test. Exactly. Oh, that's interesting. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, do you offer any other services besides that or anything different or is that pretty much your main focus right now? As of this moment, that's been my focus because I, I find that I do it with everything that I do. Um, and it it could work for even entrepreneurs due to the fact that they're always trying to come up with their own elevator pitches. Like, well, what is it in it for me? You know, what is it that you can do for me? Right. And this is how they can explain it. So, um, and I found that when you speak to this and it's something that you can really like wrap your head around, like communication is not one of my strongest strengths but this is the way i can communicate how i do things and this is a way that someone who doesn't have communication high because communication is one of those strengths you know they're a wordsmith they're able to just like put things together and really motivate and you know encourage but for you know for me sometimes it takes me a minute i have to learn it at first and then i'm like oh okay i can regurgitate that in my own my own way right so but I'm not afraid of like speaking in public. So, you know, 
I've had to be an announcer in front of 5,000 people before. I was like, oh, you need to do this. Okay, I'm going to be on that. <laughs> that's great. So, well, so, but, yeah, that's one of the hardest things right now is to talk to, and you know, in front of a bunch of people. But if you're already past that, that's already part of the deal, you know, so that's mm -hmm. good. Yeah. So what I'd like to know is what I'm going to do here with you is just kind of a little bit of coaching and just to see how I can help you with what you're doing. So what what are you hoping to get out of this conversation? I mean, what is the one thing you'd really like? What's what's really on your mind at this point? So for marketing wise, you know, I've got the website, I've got a CRM, you know, it's just a matter of how do I get myself out there now? Yes, I know social media is a thing. You know, with Facebook, I've got the I've got Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn. You know, um, you know the the norms. I guess you could say I I've not gotten into TikTok. Um, just haven't. I mean, that's just one more thing to to learn every, everything about. And I just I've had I haven't had the time to do that because I'm one that needs to streamline down. I know to like one or two. And then figure out the message that I, you know, because when I said I, I do it with interviews, people are just like fascinated by it. And then I go into this is how I use this. And they're like, oh, my gosh, I want one of those. So I could like sell the how they could do like their proclamation so they could, you know, um, be able to have their own because everybody's unique. And the great thing about this is that somebody that, that has the same like top five as you is like one and like a couple of thousand. So, but when you are a couple hundred thousand, but when you get to this top six and seven, there's nobody like you on the face of the planet being born now or ever. So that's the great thing about the numbers. You know, if you're a numbers person that you're infinitely unique. So that's where I want to try and get people into that kind of belief space so that way they could like basically talk well of themselves and help to help to relate to others and um because sometimes people don't feel they're ever understood especially those that are strategic thinkers because they're always doing it in their head they're not an outward person so we're somebody who's an influencer you see them going like this you know with all their actions using their hands but a strategic thinker goes like this, but they do it in their head. So. Okay. So basically what I'm looking to do is what I was talking about is like, should I start with Eventbrite? Should I, you know, go with sticking with the social media and then coming up with a, a plan, a content plan, a plan to do that? You know, should I just try and get myself out there on as many podcasts as possible? But I know that podcasts, depending on the person. You know, sometimes it doesn't, you know, isn't financially gainful. It's just popularity. So, but I'm not to say that that's the belief I firmly hold on to. I'm not married to that. But I just, I want to be able to kind of like streamline and do this while working full time, you know, and dealing with life. So. <laughs> right. Well, that makes perfect sense. I understand all that because I'm I'm pretty much in there with you, too, as far as some, most of that's concerned. So, mm -hmm. OK, so you want to work on your your marketing and you have a couple mm -hmm. of things you're working on there. What else? What else do you think would uh, would benefit you? Well, I don't know what have you got to offer because I don't you know, I haven't. I'll be honest with you. I 
and do my research with you or on you. So I don't even know what you have to offer. And I'm curious about that. No, what I really offer is is basically I, I want to find out about you mostly. You okay. you are my agenda. So okay. the reason why I ask these questions to kind of get inside your head a little bit to see where you're thinking is. And then mm-hmm. I take whatever that is, I pull it out and I do this mm-hmm. to it and then I put okay. it back in. So got it. Got it. That so, works. Yeah. So when I ask what else, there's other things yeah. that you have going on in your head right now besides marketing, I guarantee it. Yeah. That you're trying to accomplish. So what else is going on in your head right now that that you're working on that's kind of like, eh. Okay. Well, I'm trying to put together the course. Like I have the idea of, of what I want to use. Um, Eddie Via, who is my mentor, had wrote a book called Unleash Your Strengths. And it's a very simple book. It really goes through how you can use the strengths report. And um, But at my spin is going to be with just belief in yourself while trying to, you know, put yourself out there with interviews. So I know there's there's a way and I'm thinking maybe I need to target, you know, not just people who are seeking work, but, you know, some kids are going out there that have to do interviews for college. So I could I could go that route, you know, um, I guess I just need to kind of figure out my niche because I haven't quite figured that out yet. Like I've coached some people who've used my technique in um, not only their interviews, but also in their resumes and they got what they what they wanted or they were able to make the decision based on their strengths. Is this going to be a good fit for me or not? So and and it's great because you can like go through an interview and, you know, use your strengths. And then when you come out of it, you're just like, now let me go back to my strengths. Is this going to help me in my future? Is this going to help me, you know, achieve my goals? Is this going to help me, you know, stay in my top strengths instead of having to figure out the analytical part of things? If you have analytical low, you know, um, figuring out all the factors, if you're restorative, you know, or deliberative. And, you know, it's just like, if it's going to keep me in my past, forget it. It's going to completely drain me. I don't want to do that. Right. Like I, I was in a job for seven years that kept me in my bottom strings all the time. And it was exhausting every single night I came home. And I didn't realize it until I actually learned about this. And I'm like, oh, I keep having to reflect on the past instead of keep looking forward because it's the same problem that keeps cropping up over and over again. You know, I, I have to figure out what is wrong and resolve resolve it all the time. And it's just like, no, I'd much rather just be beyond that and and actually go into looking towards the future rather than always sticking in the past. But then there are some people who do very well with the past. And then there are yet others that have no concept of time because they're not look they they can look forward, they can look backward, they can be in this in this space and time and they're fine with it. So for me, though, I'm always looking forward. <laughs> okay. No, that's a good thing. That's a good thing. Mm-hmm. So um, it sounds like you're having a rough time niching down to one specific type of of avatar or person that you really want to deal with because you have, you, you have this one thing that can do so much for so many people. Right. 
but when you help a lot of people, you're basically helping nobody because you're you're exactly. out, all over the place, right? And exactly. you're spending all this extra energy that's wearing you out because you're over here. Then, oh, I want to help this person over here. Wait a minute, I need to help mm-hmm. this person over here because they really need my help. And it's exhausting. Yeah. Very. Okay. Very. And I mean, I went to I went to college and I, you know, and I'm a recent college graduate because my master's was in 2019. So, and my bachelor's was in 2017. So I did the, the raising of the kids thing first. And, you know, my, um, my, my bachelor's was uh, business with an emphasis on, um, oh crap, why am I drawing a complete blank on that? Yeah. On digital marketing, sorry. Okay. And yeah. then my um, master's was business with an emphasis on entrepreneurship. So I know the things that I need to do. It's just a matter of trying to drill it down to where it's like, okay, this is step one. (laughs) And this is step two. And like some people say, well, you need the website. Others like, no, you don't need the website. Some people are saying you need the email list. And it's like, okay, so I'm building an email list. And now I've found a platform that I was able to get an email list to about 11,000. So that's a good thing, but they don't know me. It was just a list. And it's like people who are looking for opportunities and, you know, in order to make money online. And then, you know, here's the affiliate. So, and I'm lucky to make 10 cents a click, which I mean, is better than nothing, but but still, it's exhausting, you know? So let's send the emails every single night, which is what I've been doing. But, you know, and just to help build up something or have some kind of momentum. Now, granted, this is, you know, everything is all in one pretty box when it comes to that, you know, platform. Right. So it's like, don't take it out of this platform because if you put it on AWeber or anything, they're going to kick you out because you didn't build it on AWeber, you know. Mm-hmm. So, and mine isn't even AWeber. I have, I have a platform called Keep. So, and I don't know if it can use it. But I also don't want to be kicked into spam, you know, and have to have to go look for IPs all the time. No, thank you. So I'd much rather just teach everything. But I tend to learn a lot of things and I'm able to give a lot of of advice or, you know, would you be open to? And when people say yes, like, oh, my gosh, you're so good at this. I'm like, well, thank you. But now I need to monetize it. So that's where I haven't figured that part out. Okay, so, I mean, I'm good with coming up with something evergreen, you know, if I have to go on to like, what is it, Thinkific or or something like that, um, or Kajabi, you know, mm-hmm. and more people know Kajabi than they do Thinkific. Um, can I use AI? Yes, absolutely. So, but it's kind of like, check of all three trades, master of nothing. So, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> And, um, but I mean, this, this has been my kind of my calling in the last two years, you know, actually more than that. I don't even know when I started a 20, 20, 2020, like 2019, 2020. So almost, almost around about three years. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I've dove deep into these so you can learn a lot about a person and just listening to them talk. So, you know. Like for you, I would say just just in this little bit of, of, you know, going back and forth, 
you're taking it all in. So you've got, you know, you're probably taking things in and then like kind of putting it away and then you can bring it back out later after you do the whole jumble thing. And exactly. <laughs> and then, you know, you'll, and I, you may not have time to think deep on it, but you're definitely, your, your wheels are spinning. So, you know, you're going through the intellectual side of things and no problem. You know, whereas, as you can see, I can use my hands, but I can also take a step back and just listen and learn and, or just let me write it down and do it in the right direction. So that way I'm doing it the right way. So, because right. for, for someone like me, I'm considered a chameleon. So that's why I can, I have three different domains in my top 10. Whereas somebody else, maybe very much a relationship builder, they have to, you know, be with the right people no matter what. And, but then there's influencers that like absolutely have to move people forward. So if a person gets stuck and just starts spinning, an influencer will get so frustrated because they're not moving forward. So, and if they don't, and if the influencer is a relationship builder, they want to be with the right people in order to move them forward. So, and if they can't do that, it exhausts them. So they get irritated and they end up dipping and not being themselves and not a pleasant person to be around. Agreed. Yeah. Okay. So, so you're 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 basically it sounds boy you are all over the place aren't you you, mm-hmm. you have monetization that you're worried about um, you have some, you have some skills in digital marketing that you've went went to college for mm-hmm. um, so that's good because that'll definitely give you an advantage over some other people mm-hmm. um, okay and I could help with that okay what else I mean really it just. It's like, should I create the course or make the course as I go along? I mean, because I've I've kind of le- learned with so many different types of people. It's just like, just go do this. And then it's so disempowering to me. And I'm just like, that worked for you. It's not working for me. Like, go interview a whole bunch of different people, put it together, do some videos, and then sell that package. Okay, so I went out to go interview people and it's exhausting getting all the no's i did it with Affleck. i hated every second of it and now and it's like yes the yeses were nice but you gotta go through hundreds of no's in order to get to the yeses yes i read the book but you know it's just like i don't know i want to figure out a way to mag you know get the right people to come to me because i do know that that's possible with like SEO or like putting yourself out there to get the right people to come to you. Hence the reason why we're having this conversation. So, you know, you put something out there. I was like, hmm, this sounds interesting. Let me go do that. So should I do something free first? You know, do a discovery call of sorts. Sure. And then go from there. So that's kind of where I, that's part of, partially where I'm at. So, and, and, but without feeling like I'm taking away from the responsibility that I have to the family, because that's first and foremost, no matter what. Right. Well, that's the whole reason why we do what we do, because when we get to where we want to be at, we're going to have that freedom and time to be with our families at -hmm. that particular point. So that all of everything that you're working towards right now, eventually at the very end of it, it's going to be freedom to be with your family, freedom to do what you want. 
freedom to mm-hmm. of money, all that good stuff. And that's whole, the right. whole reason why we do what we do, right? Sure. Exactly. Exactly. All right. Is there anything else that you want to cover that that's kind of deep in your head here? Um, that's, that's pretty much it for the now, you know, um, I know that wasn't very much and we were only 20 minutes in, but that's, that's where I'm at. So okay. I'm just, I don't want to say I'm stuck. I just feel like I want to go in too many different directions at the same time. You're not, need to just heal. you're not stuck. You are mm-hmm. way unstuck. Okay. Yeah. A whole lot going on. That's not being stuck. That's being no. like moving like this. So exactly. Yeah. So don't worry about that. I don't, I don't think you're stuck. Okay, good. I don't think you're that stuck. You just good. you don't have the you just don't have a direction of where right. to go from here on out, right? Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So, I'm going to work backwards. That's that's how because how I keep things fresh in my brain. You asked. You said that you weren't sure about how to create a course correctly. Can you kind of go over that a little bit more about what's in your head about the course? So two different ways I've learned about it is one, create the course and then teach the course over and over and over again, whether somebody shows up or not. The other way I've learned it is go teach something and kind of create the course as you go, the first go round. So like say, for instance, I put together a six week course. I don't have any plan. I sell it first and then create it as I go. So kind of backwards, kind of like the way you were just describing. And so it's just like, I guess in a way, I'm just like, well, which way should I try it? Or should I try both? I don't know. So I have the general shell of how I want to teach the course. But I know depending on my audience, that can change. And I guess that's where I'm just like, maybe I shouldn't do it that way. I don't know. So. That's where I'm I'm kind of stuck when it comes to courses. Have you have you actually tried both ways or started one way and then ended up going another way? Have you done anything like that at all? Well, when I've taken courses and and helped with others, you know, I saw that the course would go a completely different direction. So it's almost as if you just don't have there's no way you can know what exactly everybody needs until you actually go through the course with them and then like figure out what what exactly it is that particular audience is looking for but i haven't found my audience in order to go through that process with so and like i've tried reaching out to like headhunters and things like that and they're just not they're just not interested or they don't have the funds or you know or 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 now i'm in the washington baltimore area so mm-hmm. i'm basically right in the middle of the two baltimore's a little closer than dc but you know it's not like i don't have ample people around this area to go to but i just need to figure out how to get started and that's why i was thinking should i do an eventbrite in order to figure out the course in order to then build the course as i go along with that first six weeks you know do a beta testing of sorts so So if I'm hearing you right, you have a course that you started making already or I did. Okay. I did. did. It, is it finished? No. Okay. All right. 
when you're making this course, who knows about this course that you're making? Uh, just some family and friends. I haven't right. like put it out there. Um, it doesn't help me. I know. <laughs> well, that's what I was going to say is building a course in public mm -hmm. would be a lot more beneficial for you because you're going to start, if you start building in public and other people are seeing you're building this course, Mm -hmm. They'll let you know if they're ready for this course or not as you build it. Okay. So like, then you'll have people, hey, I want this course now. Okay, then you know it's something that that you need to build as you're going. Mm -hmm. Right? Okay, yeah. Or on the other hand, if you have somebody that, that's interested but not quite interested to the point where they want to buy it right now, then maybe you mm -hmm. should build the course first. As you, it's so important to build your course in public. Not just okay. your family and friends, but if, if you, you said you have an email list. I do. Okay. Let your email list know. Every one of them. Hey, I'm putting a okay. course together. Mm -hmm. You have contact with a very large amount of people that will give you feedback on what they want in a course. You've already got that part accomplished. You just need to do it. Okay. Okay. Simple it's, enough. Yeah. It's super it's simple. It's really that simple. I guess I just try to make it way more complicated than it needs to be. And I'm very good at that. Why do so, you think that is? Um, Because I let my ideas go rampant and then I want to turn those thoughts into action. And instead, and as I like to say, I, I piss off my achiever strength, which is getting the actual thing done. <laughs> and then I get very frustrated. So um, I don't know. I, I guess. Part of me feels like I, I I have so many obligations with the family right now because I'm in I'm in that in between place in my life. It's like my kids are in their twenties, all three of them now, and then I have, you know, my other half's mother and uncle who live with us, plus my dad, so who's who's not living with us, but I have responsibilities to them. So, and family comes first. So that's where I get caught up in, well, I need to spend time with the family, you know, and right. because I work full time. So when am I going to have time to work on this, this course? Right. So, but then I know that if I don't do it, how am I going to be able to have the ample time with them? Because I haven't taken the time to make the course. So. Right. I can look at it from both sides <laughs> and I'm very good at that. Yeah. So. So you're trying to balance your obligations with your building of your course and the things that you need to do mm -hmm. to accomplish what your goals are, but you have the other obligations that you have to deal with at the same time. Exactly. Okay. So when I hear about trying to balance anything when it comes to time, mm -hmm. okay, you have to set a boundary for yourself to mm -hmm. set a certain amount of time whether it be per day or per week, even if it's only an hour, even if it's only a half an hour, to sit down and work on your business. Okay. Okay? Now, mm -hmm. let me give you an example. Mm -hmm. I work two full-time jobs. Okay. On top of my podcasting, on top of entrepreneur coaching. Wow. How do you do that? Just by setting the boundaries? Set the boundaries. Set okay. the time aside to be able to do the things that you know that you need to do to accomplish these things. Okay. okay. 
And then when you have these boundaries set, you discuss them with everybody that you have obligation with, your, mm -hmm. your family, your father, your other half, whoever it is that normally would, would take up a lot of your time to say, hey, I have put one hour aside for myself on Tuesday at nine o'clock at night to work mm -hmm. on my whatever it is. Mm -hmm. please do not disturb me during that time. This is a boundary that I've set for myself so I can push things along so I can have the freedom when it, the, the time comes. Okay, gotcha. Okay, so for example, I have one day a week every Tuesday. I'm, we're actually in it right now. This is during, this is some of my time right here. And then okay. I have every other Sunday, I have a morning shift. I have from, from 10 o'clock to two o'clock that I do all my podcasting stuff there too. So okay. two times a week is the only time I'm doing this. But okay. I'm able, since I'm able to sit down and actually concentrate on what I'm actually doing, instead of having to worry about these obligations, mm -hmm. I'm able to accomplish a lot more. Sure. Because I could concentrate on what I'm doing. Okay. There's also another thing I like to, that's called Einstein time. Have you heard of that before? No. Okay. So Einstein time goes over <laughs> the fact that when you're doing something that you mm -hmm. really, really love to do, mm -hmm. that's really within that zone of genius, mm -hmm. you could do a lot in a short amount of time because you're really into it. Okay. But at the same time, if you're doing something you really hate doing or something that's really kind of gut-wrenching, time seems to go forever. Yeah. Right? right? Yep. So we have to concentrate Everything that we love, everything that we hold dear to ourselves when it comes to our business inside that Einstein time, because we are the most efficient when we're doing that time. Okay. That's the only reason I'm able to pull off what I pull off, because when I'm in my time zones, I'm in my zone of genius. I'm in my zone. I'm in my flow. Yeah. And I'm able to accomplish a lot more in that amount of time than I would if I had to push it all out all over the place. It makes sense. Yeah. Okay. So to be able to build this course, you're going to have to set aside some time for yourself. Mm -hmm. that, that's away from your obligations. That's, that's in your boundaries. It's the only way it's going to happen. Okay. Makes sense. And I guess that's where I allow people to invade those boundaries a lot. And then I get upset about it. Yep. So you get upset with them for for uh, getting through those boundaries, and then you get upset with yourself for letting them come through your boundaries. Yep. Well, both sides, exactly. Yeah. Okay. So set the time aside. I like the idea of two times a week. That's very, very, very doable. So um, even if it's just a little bit of time, mm -hmm. uh, I I use this analogy lately where this time is like a snowflake. And you mm -hmm. get enough of those snowflakes together, you make a snowball. If you get enough of those snowballs together, you either start throwing them at each other or you build a mm -hmm. snowman. Right. Right. That makes those, sense. those times that we set aside for ourselves is our snowflakes. Okay. Okay. All right. Even if yeah. it's a small amount of time, even if it's only 10 minutes, it's 10 minutes more that you're spending on something that you love that you could concentrate on and have those boundaries for yourself. Mm. I got that. Okay. I like that analogy. That's good. So you can start an avalanche. There you go. Now you're talking. <laughs> That's a bunch of snowmans running down the road. Yeah, okay. exactly. Uh -oh. 
So um, the course that you have built right now, what is that about? I mean, what is the main premise of that course that you've built? That, um, and I guess that this is where, in a way, it bothers me because I'm using the same stuff that my mentor taught me, which um, is basically believing in yourself. So by using the strengths report, figuring out your domains, figuring out what your proclamation is, your your strengths DNA that you can then tell people how it is you do things in the way that you do things that's unique just to you. And it actually helps relationships. It helps, you know, with your health. You know, it helps with your wealth. And just belief in yourself. So those those four major things. And but I I tend to go into the more of the belief in yourself because it once you know that like I've seen so many people have the aha moment. I've seen so many people who have cried because this is the first time that they felt understood ever. And it's very, very, very powerful. And Especially when you go into this stuff, it's like the I don't have tos. They're just like, oh my God, you just took this huge weight off of my shoulder. So it's really more so of, of like belief in yourself without going down anything really woo woo. You know, it's, it's not the, and I'm not, I'm not trying to just discard, you know, anything that's like energy work or, or anything along that line or <laughs> law of attraction. I mean, I've, I've found the common sense in a lot of that more so than, you know, just going down the mystical and, you know, but this is something that is like tangible. It's science, it's scientific, you know, to a point. And, you know, it's something that you could have like just basic language in order to figure out how it is that you're why it is that you feel so, a certain way about something is like, but I should make sure that I don't rock the boat. No, the reason why you do rock the boat is because you're constantly wanting to learn or constantly wanting to move forward or, or you know, const- and, and that's okay. It's like giving permission just to be yourself. So that's, that's basically where the course is, is going. It's, like his book is called Unleash Your Strengths. I need to figure out a different way to to tout that because it's a beautiful thing, but it's to help believe in yourself. And I just haven't figured out a great title yet for it. Okay. So let, let me ask you this. And you explained that perfectly, first of all. Thank you for that. You. That makes perfect sense. My question to you at this point, after all that, is where is your personality in all of that? See, because I ha- have belief as my, what we call the anchor strength and futuristic as my number one, it's like, I believe that this will help you in your future. And I can see how it's going to play out. So that is, that's where I'm at in this. It's just like, it just makes so much sense. And here's why. So, and I can explain that, but I also don't want to throw up information on people, you know, right, right. who aren't ready for it. So, 
But I, I really feel that like you have you have a great personality, first of all. I want to say that. Thank but you. I'm not seeing that great personality and everything that you've explained to me just now. I'm seeing a cookie okay. cutter. I've written this down. I've read it on yeah. this piece of paper and I have it memorized. Right. Okay. I'm not okay. hearing your own voice in any of that. Okay. And I guess that's where I'm trying to find that. You need to find you know? that. And I okay. think you can even like, you could still say that same whole thing again. Mm-hmm. But with more with your personality, with your smile, with your giggles, with mm-hmm. your with your light up of your face, because every time you stop mm-hmm. talking about this stuff, mm-hmm. your personality comes back. I see it come oh. back as soon as you stop talking about it. That's funny. Okay. okay. This is just an observation I have. It's like you're yeah. talking, you're talking. Okay, this is this and this is then. So what do you think? I really like this. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. And then we're talking about this. And we're, okay. Yeah. You need yeah. to interject more of you in your business because that's what people okay. are going to be drawn toward is not all this stuff. Yes, all this stuff is great and cool, but anybody can do that. True. But you, as a person, as Lori, mm-hmm. that people are going to be attracted to different than anybody else. Okay. And you need more Lori in what you do. Okay. Now I got to figure that part out. <laughs> no, you don't. So it's there, it's already okay. there. You got to just let it out. It's there. I tell you, it's there. You have okay. it. I could see it in you. Well, thank you. But you need to let it out when you're talking about your business. When you're talking about your business, mm-hmm. Lori gets pushed down and you're mm-hmm. all business. Yeah. I can believe that. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> what I want is more Lori in my business in your business. Okay. Okay. Hmm. So I guess I've just been so methodical with it and for so long that I've just lost, I guess, the um the spark, so to speak, you know, of of letting me out and just saying this is the way to do it and this is how to do it. And it's going to be great. <laughs> so what I'm going to do is I'm going to send this back to you, this video yeah. that we're doing right now. And okay. I want you to watch yourself do this. Okay. Because you can't tell, you can't read the label from inside the bottle. You have to look sure. at it from the outside, right? Yeah. So when you flip that and you're watching yourself, I want you to pay attention to when you start talking about the business. Mm-hmm. And then when you stop talking about the business, start talking about your family. Or you start talking mm-hmm. about your dreams or your mm-hmm. goals. You're a whole different person when you're talking about that. Oh, I've I've been told, especially when it comes to like my favorite things, which are like Disney and everything Disney. So <laughs> I'm a Disney guy. I'm a Muppet yeah. guy too. You're a who? Muppet. Fabulous. Yes. Huge Jim Hansen fan. Like, love it. Wonderful. So you can see some of my posts, I'm sure. Okay. Okay. Uh, um, now, another thing I want to talk to you about here a little bit more is about the world of no. Okay. Okay. Now, before all this, I was a 16-year car salesman. Okay. I've gotten more no's <laughs> yeah. than just about anybody out there right now because I sold cars. Sure. It was really tough to deal with rejection. I mm-hmm. still, to this day, thinking back to then, 
I had a really rough time with dealing with rejection, but I've shifted my thinking about that because yes, lives in the world of no. True. I get that. Right? Yeah. You may say no, but not, it's not always no at you particularly like Lori. No. Okay. There's something else that's, that's making them say no, mm-hmm. whether it be the way you're wording things, whether it be your offer and something mm-hmm. like that. It's not Lori that they're saying no to. And you got to stop taking that so personally to yourself. Because that's what I did when I was selling cars. Every time somebody said no to me, I took it personally. I took it with myself because they don't like me. They said uh, no to me because they don't like me. Right. No, they don't like me. They didn't like the car. They didn't like the deal. They didn't like my manager in the back that's writing all the scribbles on the piece of paper that they can't read. Right. 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 Okay. Yeah. So what you got to understand is yes lives in the world of no. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. That makes sense, actually. Now, there's a, something that they always said too at the dealership. I don't keep keep it keep it too close to my heart, but no means not yet. True. I've heard that before. Right. I like I said. I I think about that when I hear a no, but that's not the first thing I go to when I th- when I hear a no. But it's in there somewhere. Mm-hmm. Right. So just kind of realize that we all have to go through as entrepreneurs knows it's part mm-hmm. of the deal. It's part. It's like failure. It's the same thing. It's all part of the deal. It's all yeah. us being an entrepreneur. We have to learn to accept no. OK, that makes sense. That makes sense. OK, any questions up to this point before I go on to my next subject? No. OK, I just want to make sure all my que- all the questions are being answered here. OK. Yeah. All right. You need to have some SOPs. You know what that is? Other than standard operating procedures? Yes, that's exactly okay. what it is. Yeah. I don't feel any of those coming from you. I would agree with that. <laughs> just because. It, and it, yet it's funny because I've actually written them for previous jobs. So. Why haven't you that- written it for your entrepreneurship? I never thought to, to be honest with you. I've been so used to working for somebody else that I never thought to put it into play for myself. Well, who are you working for right now? You. I work. Yes, for me. <laughs> I know you. I was, exactly I was, I was I trying to catch you because I know you're going to start writing up who you actually work for. Nope. And but, then as soon as I, I saw your face, I was like, no, nope, I work for me. That's, that's right. right. Mm-hmm. So treat yourself yeah. as your own employer. Set up those standard operating systems for yourself so you have a guidance of where to go next in whatever it is that you're doing. Okay. If you have those guidances, then you'll be a lot less likely to go when you come up with an idea, right? Yeah. Okay. I never thought to do that before. That's so funny. And yet I'm very good at writing procedure manuals. (laughs) So, too funny. Okay. Okay, does that make sense for you? It does. It actually does. So if you were to, Missy, you know what your business is about. I'm not so much. If you were to make a quick, just like a two-second standard operating system for your business, just off the top of your head, what do you think you would put in there? Well, first would be to get started and to set the times. Okay, good. 
I would definitely have to set the two times a week and, um, and then figure out, you know, this will be part one. This is part two, part three of the course Mm -hmm. and then be able to, as I'm working on the course, I don't know, what would you recommend? Would it, you know, it's like, I'm working on this course. This is what I'm putting into part one and then just kind of throw it out there and see if anything catches. And mm-hmm. then this is part two and see if anything catches and so on and so forth. And by the time you're done, this is what you're going to have and see what I've got. And the nice thing about people following along in your in your entrepreneur adventure of building this uh, course is by the time you get into it, people that have followed you from the very beginning are going to want that course right away because they've watched you build it. They've watched you work on it. And now that you have it done, hey, this is actually something I can use. And I've watched her build it the whole way. She didn't just pull it out of a box. She worked mm-hmm. on this hard on herself. This is her thing. Okay. And just not be afraid of putting it out there. Yeah. Because the nose are in the mouth. Why, why do you think you're afraid of putting things out there like that? I'm not sure. Well, I do know why. There was something I was told a long time ago, and it was my grandmother of all people. Who who said it? She's just like you can't go and start your own business. You've got too much, too many responsibilities to your family, you know, to do that. And it just like completely shattered me. And I was, I don't know, I was in my twenties or something like that. And so it was just like you just have to go to work for someone else, you know, and keep the benefits and everything because you've got three kids. So because at the time I was a single mom, and and it's just like okay. So that's what I did. I just kind of squashed it, even though I keep learning and keep going to all these different courses and everything, because I still want to do it. And it's just like, then she rings in the back of my head. So, and it's just, she's no longer in this world and she can't affect me anymore, but she still affects me. Because so. she said something profound to you that changed your life and changed your direction. And now she's still in your head because it's, it was impactful. It was a negative impactful, but it was impactful nonetheless. So you yeah. still hear her in the back of your head when you start building something, where you, where you start working on your course, when you want to sit down and, and work on your email, mm-hmm. even though you can't physically hear her, she's back there. Yeah. And there's, I'm going to be honest with you, there's no real 100% way to get rid of that. There's really okay. not. It, what we have to do instead is think it and then move on. That makes sense. That makes sense because, I mean, it, it makes you who you are, you know. So we all, we all at one point or another have a dark part of ourselves that we have to deal with. Mm-hmm. But we have to realize that that's part of us. We're not going to be able to pull it out of our bodies and throw it away. We're not going to be able to extinguish it. We have to accept it as part of what, who we are. Right. Once we can make that accept, once we accept that, then we can control it. Pat it on its head. Thank you very much for the unsolicited advice, but I'm going to go do this. You know, I remember reading that. It's it from the big leap or, you know, where fear is like with you. Or in the backseat or something. I don't know. It, there was a so, book that I read that had that. So something it's a combination. Similar. It's a combination of a couple of things. 
Uh, the Big okay. Leap was part of it, and that's actually a, my favorite book. Changed yeah. my life. Yeah, I want to go read it again now. <laughs> I have it. I have it in my audiobook. I listen to it at least once a month. Okay. Okay. See, I have the the physical book. No, so. gotta get the audiobook yeah. because okay, you you'll find out. Do you have audiobook? Do I have what? Audible? No, I don't. Okay, I'm going to give you a link. I'll okay. give you a link that actually gives you a book for free. Okay. And I want you and to get the big leap. Okay. Okay. It's very okay. more powerful when you could actually hear it here and, instead of possibly even your grandmother's voice for all we know. Sure. It just hits differently. Okay. That makes right? sense. I'll give that to you later. Okay. So actually, it's a combination of that and believe it or not, Yoda. Okay. Yeah. There's a part in the animation of Star Wars where Yoda has to fight a dark side of himself. Oh, he interesting. Can't, he can't win. He, as hard as he fights, he can't win until he accepts the fact that the darkness is part of him. Oh, wow. How poor. That is very powerful. And That's it's very powerful. As funny as it sounds, it's a cartoon and it's Star Wars and Yoda. That hit me here. Sure. Because I'm sure. I've come from a dark place in my past and it's been a part of me for a really long time. And it's just over the last couple of years where I'm actually starting to do what I said, had it on the head and say, hey, I'm going to go do this instead. Okay. Good job. So, so when I hear something like what you're talking about, when something mm -hmm. negative hits you, that kind of sticks with you like that. We got to realize that, yes, it's a part of us, but. Thank you for being a part of this. I'm still going to move on. Yes. Exactly. Got very it. Good. Very, okay. very good. Okay. Okay. So um, I want to talk a little bit about your email marketing. Is that okay? Yeah. All right. So what are you doing for your email marketing? Can you Can you explain that to me a little bit? So I found uh, a friend of mine was introduced me to a platform called Clickly. And really, it's just sending emails and offers all the time. It's not nurturing at all. And so, yes, I have I have all these people that only know me as Lori, but they don't know me because they've never seen my face. I just send these emails. They're all like pre-programmed emails and it, it just I don't know I'm, I'm losing faith in it you know they're like oh you can make so much money from this and, and I've tried all the different CPAs I've gone through the you know um let's try this one for a week let's try this one for a few days you know you got to do 80 percent of your emails and and I'm just not seeing the rewards from it and I, I'm just like, well, if I was being thrown offers all the time from this chick named Lori, you know, all she's doing is trying to get my money. It's like, I don't know anything about her. So why should I do it? You know, and it, maybe I shouldn't have that that idea. But by the same token, it's just like, how can you build a following that's going to stick with you if you don't nurture them? So and. What's to say that they're not coming off my list? I don't know if they've they've all stayed on. I mean, I haven't seen my numbers go down, but I'm also list building. So if anybody clicks on something, then they're automatically added to my list. And, but it's just like, 
I, I would have to have well over a hundred thousand people for the tens, even the, for the ten cents to work to to come up with some kind of money each month, and but then you have to invest money in order to make money when it comes to that, and I know that for just about everything, but it just I don't know. It just seems like the effort isn't showing the rewards. So this is where I, and you have to do it every single day. Now, granted, it can take 10 to 15 minutes on minimum, but I like to analyze things sometimes, you know, to try and figure out what's the pattern that's making this work for them. And I haven't figured out that pattern. So it's just, it's too many unknowns, I guess. And so that's why I want to use the CRM, which has just been money being thrown away because I don't have that list and um, in order to nurture them and then, you know, make the offer. So that's where I'm at with that. So the okay. email marketing, yes, is is it's easy and I have a lot of people. It's like 11,000, like I said, but still it took over two or three months to make that just with clicks. So, but there are empty clicks. There's no other way to really describe it. Right. So you're not really sure how into these people really are into your actual product or yourself or anything else. These are just random clicks. Does that sound about right? Yeah, pretty much because they're, they're already, they're templated um, emails, you know, that are geared towards people who want to make money online. Then you have the CPA offers that you can um, throw in with it that you're affiliate. So like a like a forty seven dollar product, you can supposedly make seventy, you know. And I haven't seen any of that. My dollar offers, like some people did, it was like over a hundred clicks. It was fifteen. So that that could make some money, but. I mean, it was only 15 cents. So, so, okay. So first thing I want you to do is stop using this system. Okay. Okay. This Mm -hmm. system is costing you money and it has zero nurturing for your followers. Right. All you're doing is throwing offers at them. Right. And they're, they're probably so upset about it. They're not even unsubscribing because they just see you, your thing and scope. And that's it. Pretty much. And I mean, I would do the same thing and I've done the same thing. Right. So what we need to do is find a way for you to find a system that's mm-hmm. going to allow you to personally nurture your followers with actual information, with actual content. Mm-hmm. Something that says Lori, not just a, not just a, uh, not just an ad. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. We need more Lori. Yeah. Right. So you keep saying, yeah. Yes. We need more Lori. <laughs> okay. So yeah. I'm going to give you a different one. It's called okay. Con- Convert Kit. Okay. Convert Kit mm-hmm. has the CRM that you're looking for. Okay. Allows you to make your own templates mm-hmm. and allows you to, to send them over time. Okay. So instead of being every day that you have to go on and spend 15, 20 minutes, send, 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 or whatever it is that you're doing with this one, mm-hmm. you can have the initial email and then set it up for three days and then have another email, then set it up for another two days. I have another set it up for another email and then a pitch. We okay. don't want to go pitch, 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 right? We want to exactly. go greeting, value, value, 
value pitch. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. So you, it takes a little bit time to set up because you want to set up these emails for timing. Mm -hmm. But once you have it done, you know, for the next week, week and a half, these emails are going to go out and you don't have to touch them. Yes. So a nice email sequence. Yes. Okay. Exactly. Okay. Now, they do have templates, but you can move, you could use the templates. You can use, you could change it any way you want to. You could add videos to it. That's the okay. other thing too. I'm going to add this to the more Lori. Mm -hmm. People don't know your face. Show them your face. Yeah. I know that. And then I, I get a better response when I do that. I've noticed. So. So whether it's just a picture of you in the bottom left-hand corner of the end of the email or whether mm -hmm. it be like what I do is I actually try to put an actual video of me in the email saying, Hey, how are you doing? This is actually me. This is what yeah. I, this is what I have for you today. Blah, 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 blah. And then when you get to that last thing, Hey, I have this available for you, but if you don't want that, I have other things. This is your next step. Okay. Okay. Simple enough. Now, um, how much is convert kit each month? I want to say it's for the first level. I think it's only like fifteen twenty dollars a month. Oh, okay. It's not very right. expensive. Now that's up to how many people? What five thousand? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Oh, okay. I'm gonna be honest with you. Okay. I want to say five thousand, but I'm not a hundred percent on that. I can look at it. I mean, you when you send me the link, I'll look it into it. Yeah. Yeah. So, but. That way you're actually, you can actually, they'll probably be able to transfer all those people you have on email list over to ConvertKit. Mm -hmm. Then you could start, what I would first start doing is start columning your ConvertKit, your email followers and see who's still following you. And like, mm -hmm. I would do like, if you're still reading this, great. If you're not reading this, I'm going to delete you in 48 hours. Okay. Right. That'll get rid of a lot of the people that are just going to you. Yeah. Right. Then you'll have people that are actually following you. And then when you have people that are actually following you, then you could start providing them with services. You can start, start providing them with value, what you mm -hmm. have to offer as far as information. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, so this has um, the capability of showing who reads and who doesn't like the open rates and all that stuff. Okay, good. Yeah. Click-through rates, open rates, all that. Okay, good. Okay, good. Okay. Yeah. So That makes sense. I would definitely work on that next. Okay. So That, that way you have a little we'll more solid people to, that are actually following you that could, you can actually provide value to. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. And then I could convert some of the people who are on social media to the email list. So I know Brendan Bouchard did that. Are you familiar with him at all? Sounds familiar, but yeah. Like he he was he he's not the funnel guy, but he's another coach, you know. And um, every time he did something online, he's like, you know, send me your email. You know, even on Facebook, just send me your email. Oh, that way I can put you on my list. You know, send me your email so you don't miss something. How do you, so, and, how do you mm -hmm. pit people on your email list? How does that work for you? Well, I mean, like I said, it, it's just because the Clickly team has got a whole bunch of different 
Like they've got, they've been doing it for over 20 years. This particular platform has only been available for about two or three years, but they're using their email list that they've gotten basically millions of emails and are allowing the people who are using the platform to basically sell to. And then if they have an open rate, then those per that person is put on your list. So I while I have a list and I can I can actually export it out, you know, and and put it into a different program. Um, they're saying, why should you do that when you you can do everything in house and you don't have to worry about exporting and blah blah blah. So, so but I don't know. I don't really know how they stay if they're always. I, I don't know. I, I guess that's where I'm just a little lost in, in the explanation to you about that. Yeah. So, so it just, these people are not high quality. I don't people. think so. so. I don't think they are. Have you? Okay. So, and I haven't given one of my own cause they said that I could use my own um, products. I can, you know, and they can like put together an email if they want but they have to approve it first. So there's that. Okay. I'm I'm liking these people less and less the more you're talking about them. Mm -hmm. Just so you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and and it's easy to get caught up in, in not that I have because it's just like, no, money means more to me than, than, you know, than time or time means more to me than money. But it, it just, I, I'm not getting, it's like, you're just wanting us to buy more uh, credits, you know, to, in order to get more people. So this is your this is your platform. This is your spin. And this is your circle of offer. You know, it's like get the list billing credits in order to send the emails. And then you could get, you know, you get free list pro, you know, um abilities. You know, we'll we'll give you a million credits for that. So you can send out a hundred thousand, you know, emails a day. And and so you go through 10 different templates and it, it just I, I you can hear my frustration. I, yeah, it's just, oh, yeah, it's just I feel like I'm just throwing good money after bad at at this point. I, I hate so, to tell not you not that, that I've done a lot, you yeah, know. I, I hate to tell you this, but you are. Yeah. I hate to be the one to say it, but you you really are because none of these none of these leads are going to be quality leads. That and that's what I need is yes. quality leads. So you need to make your own quality leads because you know where they're coming from and what they're getting, and you know where they're going. Right. Okay. You could yeah. take these people and help them along a road. Mm -hmm. Right. And you could nurture them along this road yourself instead of having to depend on somebody that maybe might be interested in what you're doing. Right. Right. Yeah. So I can walk you through that path at okay. one point or another. It's going to take a little more time, but I mean, we can do that if you want to. Um, I want to kind of get into a little bit about uh, niching down what you're actually doing. Sure. So this is where this is where you've read the big you've read the big leap. This is where you need to really dig deep and find your zone of genius. Because mm -hmm. you have a lot of you have a lot of zones of geniuses, but you got to understand some of those are going to be in the zone of genius and some of those are going to be in the zone of excellence. And you have to be able to distinguish between the two to be able to do what you're going to do. Okay. That makes sense. All right. It's very hard to distinguish between your zone of genius and your zone of excellence because they're very close together. They are. Okay. 
So, I mean, if I was going to stay in my zone of excellence, I'd be a server for the rest of my life because I love being a server. Mm -hmm. That's my mm -hmm. second job. Got it. Um, but I don't want to do that for the rest of my life because it's not going to it's not going to serve the people that I want to serve. I'm, I don't want to just serve the people in front of me a plate of food and say, have a nice day. I want to serve people like you that will have a lasting impression for the rest of their lives. Mm -hmm. That's what's that's my zone of genius, because I know if I do that, then I have a nice, warm, fuzzy feeling in my heart because I was able to help somebody. Right. Right. right? So. What. Can you give me a more distinguished idea of what these buckets are that you have for these people that you're talking to? Do you actually have buckets for these people? Well, I guess I need to create that. That's not just, you know, people who, you know, have read the book or whatever or would fall into like where the book is. But I just need like the only bucket that I've that I've created that I've helped people with is with their interviews. OK, so be it getting their first job or leveling up. And I've had more progress and, um, you know, promising stuff happen from people who are leveling up. Like I had a, a lady who ended up, she's like high up in the government of Texas now mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. she, you know, she was ex-military working for, you know, in the private sector and, um, came to me and asked, you know, how do I use this in my, my next interview? Cause I'm going for the next level up. And she ended up going two levels up. Ooh. So after her interview, she's like, I couldn't have done this without you. Thank you so much. So it's just like, so that's a bucket is like people who are going from, you know, not management to management or management into a higher management, like to the C-suite. Mm -hmm. So um, because they were able to talk about themselves, not just, you know, what was on their resume. So, you know, and, and you know, tell me something like you can answer the question easily. Tell me something about yourself that I can't read on your resume that I wouldn't find on paper. So and I'm not talking about you being a parent, you know, or a wife or husband, you know, I'm asking Tell me something about you that, you know, you you can't find on paper. And this would actually give them that. So that's where that's. So I, I guess in a way I haven't really, truly figured out the buckets quite yet. Okay. You To be able to find your zone of genius and what you're doing, you're going to have to create buckets to choose from to know which direction you're going to go. That's going to help you niche down to the people that are going to need your help the most. Mm -hmm. Okay. Maybe. So like, have you created an avatar for yourself? I started to a long time ago and then I got away from it and I was trying to find my notes on what I did with that. Cause I'm a big time note taker and I don't know what I don't know what I ended up with. That's okay, because you're probably gonna end up making a new one anyway, just because it's been so long. Mm -hmm. But don't don't go too crazy looking for that, because you're gonna end up making a new one. Okay. What you're gonna need to do is make an avatar for each of your buckets, then see which of these avatars 
would bring you the most joy and abundance. Does that sound familiar? Mm -hmm. Joy and abundance to work with. Okay. It's going to be where you start. Okay. All right. Now you could always pivot to different parts, different places. You always have the freedom to do any of that. But whatever you need to do, you need to find the zone of genius that you're going to find the most love and abundance for in the buckets that you're going to create. Okay. Okay. Avatar for buckets. If you draw a stick figure, put him in a bucket. There you go. I'm good at stick figures. Oh, me too. That's the only way. My daughter made <laughs> My daughter makes all my art. I don't do any of this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So let's make sure we do that. Mm -hmm. um, what else with us? Oh, something something came across my mind as you were telling me, explaining all, all of what you do. Mm -hmm. That would make for a great podcast. Okay. Because you have so much information, so much knowledge about your business about what you do and how you come across it and this questionnaire and, and all that you can make a whole podcast out of that okay never thought about doing that and even if it's just little 10 minute 10 minute segments about this little piece of information that's mm -hmm. fine they don't have to be a half an hour they don't have to be an hour and a half i've i've seen podcasts that go seven minutes Okay. So, and then as you're going along and, and building things up, something comes along where you come across somebody that has a problem or a specific thing. Well, go to this podcast number, blah, blah, blah. I talk all about that. Mm -hmm. So now you have a frame of reference where people can actually sit and listen to you. Okay. Is it necessary? Not completely. Mm -hmm. But. It is still a way to get your voice and out there and a way to, for people to understand who you are and what you do. So I could incorporate that if I didn't want to do podcasts, I could incorporate that as like a, almost like a video newsletter and it's sure. go back to this issue, you know? Yeah. So then the, the CRM could work. Yeah. Okay. That's a great okay. idea. You should do that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great idea. Okay. All right. Video newsletter. That works. Okay. Okay. Uh -huh. Um. The one last thing I want to talk about here, real quick, that's kind of tickling the back of my head here, is um, you talk about how you work with an elevator pitch mm -hmm. work for people with their elevator pitch basically right the what you the explanation that you gave me about what you do was not an elevator pitch no okay because that's where i get into the throwing up too much information <laughs> so, so if you're gonna if you're gonna help people with an elevator pitch mm -hmm. have one of your own Okay. Okay. I'm going to have to work on that. So. Okay. Okay. 
I think if you, if you show people that you're able to do it for yourself, more people want to do it with you. Okay. That makes sense. That makes sense. And now an elevator pitch is that what? Like a minute or two? So many words? Do we know? Two minutes. Two minutes. So what you basically want to do is go for everything you said, take it down to a paragraph, and then take it down to maybe three sentences. Okay. Squish it down where you can get as much information you can get to talk about what you do in about three sentences. Because, heck, that's all the time I got for. I know everybody right right now, they're goldfish <laughs> brains, so... If it's not in a one-minute video, I don't want to have anything to do with it. Right. That's what a lot of people are. I mean, that's yeah. why TikTok got so popular. Speaking of TikTok, um, you told me about how you do have content, but you have a really rough time kind of getting it out there. Mm-hmm. Learn to batch content. Take the one piece yeah. of content and use it for several different things. Break it down. Break it down. I actually just recently learned that. You know, you can take... Um, a piece of content and then break it up into different little pieces. You can spread it out, you know, and then like, well, you can have the whole big thing that you can take the little snippets and like put it in certain places and just take a little something to it. So what I do in my podcast, I also do video, right? Well, I mm-hmm. take that video and I chop it up into shorts. So mm-hmm. now I have a YouTube video. I have shorts. Mm-hmm. Then I have my podcast. So you have the audio version. I have the transcripts from that podcast on my website. So now I have SEO on my website. Okay. Right? So there's different parts that you can use in that same content and use it for other things. And it doesn't cost really much any more time than just just cutting it up and doing it where you're putting it where you need to put it. Okay. So that's where I would do that in my two times a week is create the content, you know. In order to break it apart. So what, yeah, basically what you can do is like you can do your news, your video newsletter, mm-hmm. and take that video newsletter and take like a one minute clips out of it mm-hmm. and put that on, on your Facebook reels, put that on your, if you go with TikTok, whatever, any, any of those video places, right? Yeah. Take the transcript of that and put it in your blog or put it in okay. your, or somewhere on your website. So now you have another place for people to go to to find you, plus you have SEO, right? Yeah. See, now here's my problem with my website is that I have to go through somebody in order to make any changes instead of me making it myself. That's the one thing I don't like about this website place. So what is your your website place? Is this somebody that built for you? Success Engine is the one that that did it. Success Engine. I haven't heard of them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're... Um, it, it just takes a lot to make changes. I had another platform. I, I wish I could think of what the name of it was where I had control and then I could ask for help if I needed it. Of course you had to pay for it, but I I could make changes to the website without a problem. And it was a lot easier, but I, I went with success engine and keep because it seemed like I could do the, um, the the one pagers you know much easier with keep and success engine 
But then when I did my website through Success Engine, I was just like, well, I want to tweak this and I want to tweak that, but then it's a ticket and then you have to wait so long. And and I'm just sorry, I don't have time for that. So, so. Um, what I would do, I mean, if you want to stay with them, that's fine. That's completely up to you. But when it comes to what you're going to start doing, you can even go get a free website on WordPress mm-hmm. and just do the free version and then just throw it up there. Okay. Oh, I didn't tell you this. ConvertKit actually makes landing pages for you. Yeah, that was one of the reasons why I went with Keep was because they had landing pages. But if this is easier, I'll be more than happy to change. Yeah, ConvertKit so. can actually, they have templates for, for landing pages. You can do yourself. They, they give you the URL for the landing page and all you have to, and just use that. Okay. Simple enough. <laughs> oh. Okay. All right. I have a lot more, but I feel like at this point I'd be feeding you through the fire hose. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> so um, what I would like to know is, is if you have any questions about what we've gone over, anything that you want to top off of, I mean, any anything at all that we've talked about that you want to just kind of double check on. I think I pretty much got my first, you know, marching orders, which is basically setting the boundary of time two weeks you know two times a week is very doable um live in the world word of no uh i need to create that standard operating procedures i put stars around that which is pretty funny (laughs) set it up for myself um get the audio book of the big leap uh find a system to nurture to followers which you're going to send me the link for convert kit which also has landing pages and a crm um and then figure out like my greeting, the values, the pitches, you know, the avatar for the buckets, uh, do that video newsletter, and then maybe think about podcasts another time, create my elevator pitch and get that basically that long thing down to a paragraph to three sentences. Cool. Now give me the top three. Give me the top three mean the most to you. Uh, it's going to be definitely setting the boundary of time and the standard operating procedures okay that's two so two and then um i want to check out your convert kit but i think i want to start number three would be putting the the course in in writing so good and that way i think that's going to help me then figure out my avatar from there very very good very good and what's the one thing you're going to do as soon as we get off the phone? Go to bed. Oh, well, yeah, I get to sleep. <laughs> I mean, after that. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, After that, I'm going to, I'm actually going to sit down and, and calendar my two times a week to go ahead and get this done. And make sure you tell people about it. Make sure you tell yes. your, your family and friends, everybody, hey, I need this time. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to stop the recording here real quick. Thank you for listening to the coaching edition of the Undiscovered Entrepreneur brought to you by Doing It Today Coaching. If you want to get across the start line, contact me, DJ Scoob, at doingittodaycoaching at gmail.com. Say the words, do it now for a free two-hour discovery call to see how I can help you in your entrepreneur adventure. Art and graphics by Elaine Wilson. Supported by my Patreons, Brian Briggs of Ocean Tree Creative and Oliver Siegel of Anal. 
and hosted by me, DJ Scoob. <laughs> Click the show notes below for more information. And remember, I can, I am, I will, and I'm doing it today. As a worker of two full-time jobs and a podcast and a coach, every minute counts in my day-to-day. It's hard to be consistent in any of my social medias, and at this point, I just can't hire a social media manager. It's just too gosh darn expensive. Pinnacle AI to the rescue! I've been using Pinnacle AI for a couple of weeks now and seen big improvements in my reach and consistency. Do you want to have time and increase your productivity too? Go to tuepodcast.net backslash AI for more information. Save yourself time and grow your brand. Try it now and see what it can do for you.